Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We got new managers. We got new uh, head coaches. We got the same old great show. Welcome into Gwen and Chris, everybody. Wednesday afternoon to you. 2.01 is the time. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr., and uh, Mr. Scraby all along here at the uh, Odyssey Palace Studios. Got a full four hours to uh, chit-chat with you today. And uh, we are going to focus in on the uh, new manager of the Padres, Mike Schilt. Uh, joining us a little bit later in the program will be Xavier Scruggs, uh, broadcaster now with ESPN, but uh, a uh, Poway Titan who played for Mike Schilt and uh, is pretty excited about this hire for the San Diego Padres. We'll talk to... Uh, Xavier Scruggs gets some very good insight into Mike Schilt. We'll also get more insight into the San Diego State Aztecs new head football coach, officially named today. Sean Lewis had his press conference this morning out at Snapdragon Stadium. Kirk Kenny will be on the show today to give us his thoughts on the hiring of Sean Lewis, who by all accounts today, Tony Gwynn Jr., was a winner in his debut press conference. Seemed to get uh, say all the right things, get everybody focused on uh, hopefully some exciting and uh, winning football again for San Diego State moving forward. How are you? I, I'm well, and if there is a uh, championship trophy handed out at a press conference, he definitely won that. Um, yeah, that's good. Definitely came away... With good feels uh, as you uh, finish listening to Coach Sean Lewis. And um, I, I was actually down uh, on campus today uh, seeing some, some old friends. And, and it, it seemed like the players in particular were excited. A couple they're, of them tweeted out. They that, were excited uh, about it. They tweeted this. out. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm sure they weren't told to tweet out, but they did. And they said, we got our guy. We got the right guy. So, I mean, it has to start with the players. Yeah, no I mean, doubt. they have to buy in. And, uh, you know, if Sean Lewis has already convinced a bunch of players before he's even really gotten on campus, that would be a, a good step in the right direction. I will be really excited, and I'm not going to – this isn't a make or break, but I'll be really excited if uh, – for lack of a better term, he's able to bring one of those Colorado quarterbacks with him to San Diego. I think that would be a huge get. Obviously, uh, there were a couple of uh, star recruits that decommitted from Colorado. And, uh, you know, look, uh, San Diego State hopefully would be the place they would land, uh, having a relationship with Sean Lewis. So let's hope that that happens. And, you know, in this day and age of college football, it can change very quickly. Uh, you know, the Aztecs did not have things go way, uh, their way this season, but you get the right quarterback in there, you get the right play caller in there, you start winning some exciting football games. 
and uh, hopefully some people start getting down to Snapdragon Stadium, enjoy that new stadium, and enjoy some some uh, good so if, Aztec success. If the Aztecs are, you know, playing some good football, people will show up. I mean, that San Diego has proven that time and time again. If if you're not going to be good and you're going to struggle, they'll find something else to do. But if you are going to 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 put out a good product out there, as we see with the Padres on a pretty consistent basis, um, they'll they'll show up. Yeah, They'll definitely show up. I mean, the Padres had uh, you know this past year, even though it was a disappointing season, coming off the excitement of the National League Championship Series appearance uh, two seasons ago, the Padres' attendance was record breaking. Yeah, and despite the fact that they finished eighty two and eighty, they had a record setting year in attendance. So, uh, I think the fans of San Diego would love to support an exciting, winning football team, and I think that's what Sean Lewis is going to do his best to bring to all of us. So, uh, good day all around. Scraby, you uh, watched a lot of the press conference, and you, of course, are Mr. Negativity. Uh, I just am curious what your thoughts were on uh, I'm sure you were waiting. I'm sure you were just waiting to pick him apart and find flaws in his delivery and some of his comments, but you told me you were pretty impressed, yeah, actually. If you could, um, so if he's impressed you, then whoo, uh, watch out. Look out. If you can look win out. press conferences, he won the press conference today. Yeah. Gotta say. He spoke with confidence. He spoke with authority. He talked about... You know what I what stood out to me is that he referenced Brady Hoke and Rocky Long multiple times, saying that they were the ones who have put this program to where it's at now. And when you come in and you realize why you're there, because he's there because of those two guys, most likely, that's that's pretty cool. That's always a good start. It's right? always you a good show start. Show some love to the to the predecessors before you, especially ones that uh, you could argue, not argue, you could make a great case, really got this program spun in the right direction. Absolutely. And, and, and so to show the respects to them, I think that's a, it's a big deal. It also shows he did some of his homework, too. I mean, he didn't just... Take this job and 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 become a head coach. He he did some some background work on that. And he that, did. I think that's a that's a positive sign. And, as well. and we always talk about. Well, we don't always talk about it, but we wanted a new name in here. We wanted someone that we hadn't really been familiar with. We wanted someone that's going to change things a little bit. And he sounds he he's a different kind of coach for San Diego State. So I do think it's a good thing to have a new voice and a new. I can't I can't say age. But like you, I mean, you can. He's thirty-seven. Yeah, he is. He's younger than me. <laughs> you can say age. <laughs> he won't be offended. He so. has, and this is like, and he's already the, far more successful. Yeah, this is true. This is true. <laughs> but he already has this, like, he's already like hyper focused on what he wants to do. And, and when someone who has their mindset on something like that, I'm going to get behind. Yeah. All right. Uh, in the meantime, the uh, the uh, the buzz surrounding the San Diego Padres trading Juan Soto continues to get louder and louder and louder. Uh, days go by and articles continue to appear today on ESPN+. Plus. An article that many of you can't afford to buy, so I will read it for you. We are talking about uh, Juan Soto and the Padres, correct? Yes. Okay. Juan Soto make sure. and uh, the fact that uh, he's probably not going to be a Padre for long. Uh, they brought up their... Top destinations for Juan Soto today. Uh, let's see. Uh, David Schoenfeld thinks he's going to go to the Mariners. 
Uh, he says the Mariners should trade for Soto. They've been close the last couple of years. The pressure is on to improve in a significant way after seeing the Rangers leapfrog them last season. Seattle has the farm system to make a Soto trade. They have major league ready talent, top 100 prospects, and younger international players. Jerry DePoto, Seattle's GM, San Diego's AJ Preller have been frequent trade partners, making this a possibility. Who wrote, that was Schoenfeld. This was part of the memo. That, that was David out. Schoenfeld. Kylie he, McDaniel chimed in and said, no, no, it's got to be. The evil empire, the New York Yankees. Uh, he said uh, there are about a half a dozen teams you could make a case for, but there's only really one that makes perfect sense. Yankees are looking to make a splash. Uh, coming back from a horrid 2023, they have a lot of upper minor prospects. In addition, uh, the Yankees almost certainly will uh, make the uh, biggest offer here that the Padres would hopefully accept if that trade is going to be made. I, Looking at these two teams, I, I like what the Yankees have to offer. I don't really want prospects, even if they're the top prospects. I need somebody that I've at least seen play in Major League Baseball. And the Yankees had two or three guys that are young players, pitchers, outfielders. And, um, you know, I've actually seen them, in a, a, you know, late in the season. And uh, I would be more excited about that if, so it, has to, if it has to happen. So you're saying that you like the Yankees. I like the Yankees situation I, a little better. I, I, I agree with that because a lot of their young prospects came up at the end of the year, and right. particularly Jason Dominguez was yeah, he electric. Looks, so. He looks like he's going to be a great player. The uh, Padres need a center fielder. Uh, I've resigned to uh, the fact that this is likely going to happen. Yeah, and um, you know, I think it, it's necessary um, in, in some regards. You just hate to see a, a player of that caliber right go. But yeah, yeah but there's no question. There's enough holes uh, that have to be filled. Um, that for this to make that, sense, that, that it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it really does. Uh, if you can get yourself an outfielder, if you can get yourself a couple of starting pitchers, uh, it's going to be pretty hard to pass that up. I mean, the Padres are just in that situation. Uh, Dominguez, for his part last year, hit uh, four home runs, had uh, 21, 21 total bases, and just 31 at bats last year. So, you know, it's only 31 at bats, but uh, what he showed in a quick flash there at the end seemed to back up the fact that this guy is going to be the next electric star. Hopefully the Padres think that same way. I I, I just don't want to trade for a bunch of guys that are supposed to be good. Right, uh, they, right. they really need to trade for guys that are good. Like if you were, if you were taking the Seattle deal seriously, I would need to raid at least three of their Five starters that they have. Yeah, you got to get rotation. somebody from. Right. You got to get a Kirby. You got to yeah, get a Logan yeah. Gilbert. You, you, you got to get. I, I don't think you can get Luis Castillo, no. but you've got to find somebody that's ready to step in and right. be in your rotation. If if you're going to go to the Seattle route, if you're going to go to the Yankees, hopefully you get Dominguez. Michael King is a name that uh, uh, has been mentioned. Uh, this is a pretty good uh, young pitcher uh, for the Yankees who uh, made nine starts last year. And uh, had six saves, so uh, he did a little bit of both. He was a bit, what do you call that, uh, the old switch ar- Swiss Army knife? A Swiss Army knife. I it, called it a Switch I, Army knife, which is nowhere near it's correct. just switching it up. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, <laughs> Anthony, so. Anthony uh, Volpe 
Doesn't make a lot of sense. No, the shortstop. It doesn't that make any makes sense no sense. If all. you're going to get another shortstop, we don't that need would be any that more would... infielders. Please, yes, we've already got a glut there. But uh, King, uh, 104 innings last year, had a 1.15 ERA. Like I said, starting and relieving and uh, and doing whatever he could. I, I'm not saying these. Uh, these are just names that are being brought up. Right, we're, we're talking right. about this as if that's the trade. You no, know, Dominguez and, and King. For, I also uh, think it's interesting Soto, so. because he's a rental. Uh, Juan Soto is, unless they work out some long-term deal before he gets traded, a team that's trading for him is only going to get the rest no of the year control. No team is trading for him right now unless they feel like they have a good shot. To yeah, and the point. Yankees are the team that would have certainly plenty of money to throw at him. I think Soto wants to be on that kind of stage. Um, you know, I, I just think he's that kind of a player, and um, it's okay. Uh, go go there as long as he can help the Padres fill a bunch of holes. We'll see if it ends up happening. But the like I, Tony said this earlier uh, when we were in the back, he said uh, this trade looks like it's on the ten yard line going in. And I said, yeah, but the Jets have the ball. So you never <laughs> know if they'll, if they'll ever get to the end zone. And, and, but uh, we'll Zach have Wilson's quarterbacking? Yeah, Zach or Wilson's quarterbacking. 10-yard yeah. line may not be close enough. It's like Tony. the 50-yard line yeah. at this point. Then, so. <laughs> That's a good thing, though. Uh, That's may, a good thing for it may us. Not, it may not be as close as we think then. So. Well, we'll talk more about that with Xavier Scruggs. He's going to join us in the 3 o'clock hour. Great baseball guy. And uh, he's got insight into Mike Schilt. So uh, you'll enjoy that interview. Kurt Kenny will join us in the 2 o'clock hour. We've got Rate the Radio Call making a Wednesday comeback a little bit later in the program. We will also uh, check in on the Daily Gambit. Chris versus the fans and the Big Five. But there's a new man on campus at San Diego State. We'll hear some of Sean Lewis's introductory press conference, what he had to say when we come back, when and Chris is underway. Happy Wednesday to everybody. Happy holidays to everybody. Enjoy your Wednesday afternoon with us on 97.3 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Aztecs have a new head coach. The Padres could... <laughs> I'm sorry. 
What? Did I do something? I think I did something. I don't know what. I don't know. I think I know what it is. We're going to have to. Sorry. I'm just sitting here. I was having a full meal on the mic. I'm finishing off my bite of my pine bar. Sorry. Oh, no. Now he's not going to be able to talk. I was just about to be a smart you know what. And then he hit me. With that, and I just couldn't keep it together. There, uh, the Aztecs have a new head coach on the football Gotta field. Eat, you know. Yeah, man, I, I feel you. Uh, the the Padres could be on the cusp of trading Juan Soto. We'll continue to hit on that throughout the four hours of this show. Um, tune in and to kick off with Boomer Siason and, and Mike Valenti every week. Boomer and Valenti preview the entire slate of NFL games. Analysts from Boomer. Picks from Mike, the biggest stories in the league packed into one hour. Friday nights at 6 p.m. here on 97.3 The Fan and always live on the free Odyssey app. Presented nationally by Cosamigos Tequila. Cosamigos! Brought to you by those who drink it and love it. Or love by Lowe's, excuse me. Lowe's Home Improvement. Um, I'm also a big uh, Cosamigos Tequila fan. Oh, you like Cosamigos? I'm I'm on a tequila kick here lately. Really? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's the holiday season. Tequila, like straight up, or <laughs> sometimes on the rocks. Sometimes, sometimes, no, not straight up. Usually on the rocks. On the rocks, it's got to be. It's got to be. You got to cut into that harshness a little. You know, bit. but sometimes you, sometimes you just got to go straight from it. Yeah, man, little, really? little, right little, from little the ice. Bottle. No, right not from, from the bottle. Oh, why not? Because it needs to it be takes cold. Away, it takes away a cup. Yeah, it needs to be cold. He likes it cold. I need it cold. It goes down better. <laughs> I, I have different drinking tendencies. Well, you don't have any drinking tendencies Not anymore. anymore. Not so anymore. There's that. Uh, let's talk about the Aztecs' uh, introduction today with uh, Sean Lewis. Yeah, he had some thoughts, particularly on it on SDSU. This place and space that we have right here should be a the best home field advantage, the best competitive environment in all of college football. This is an intimate venue to where our, our alum, our fan base, you know, the, the Chargers fans who are looking for, for a team, we're your team. Come on on board and, and come down here so that we can make this place, you know, one, one of the best venues to be and to where it's, uh, you know, our, our fans are, are going crazy. And when we're out on defense and, and we can drive up the number of false stars, you know, for the opponents and then please be quiet while we're working so we can do our thing. Um, but, but I do remember back in, in, in 2013, again, just, you know, the, the quality of life, the sunshine, right, and the energy and enthusiasm, even though it was in a different venue of, you know, how passionate the fan base was and, and the, the, again, the physical nature and the discipline that that team was, you know, that we went against. And, again, those are things that as we move forward in this beautiful home and as we, you know, refine the brand just a touch, right, uh, that will still ring true, that we're going to be disciplined, we're going to be tough, we're going to be explosive, we're going to have a whole heck of a lot of fun scoring a lot of points, you know, shutting people out. And, and playing a fun and exciting brand of football. So, again, get your tickets. Come on down here. And, and this has you know, exceeded all expectations. Uh, Google does not do this justice when you try and do the Google image search to see how, how wonderful this is. Yeah, you know, Google's never done a, a San Diego justice when it comes to pictures and, and things of that nature. But I tell you what, he has a football voice. He's got that rasp. <laughs> that in there that I, that I look for. He's a got a good coach. enthusiasm he about does. him, for sure. He definitely does. Yeah, he's he, he kind of brings you in, which, which is, is what we need. Uh, which is exactly what we need. Uh, a lot of talk about the Aztecs and their offense and it kind of being outdated. It, well, Sean looks like he wants to light up the scoreboard. 
a tremendous program, a tremendous community that has rich tradition going all the way back to Eric Coriel and what he was able to do and how he revolutionized the game of football and how we throw the football today because of his influence and his impact on the game. And I'm looking forward to bringing that excitement, that brand of football, where we're lighting up the scoreboard, where we're playing fast, where we're being balanced, but there is a brand and an energy to what we bring day in and day out when our community and our university and our team thinks of Aztec football, right? And also with that, right, not to be to, to put an emphasis on offense rather than defense because it is about being loyal to winning and playing strategically so that we can have complimentary football. Yeah, I mean, he, he made sure to let everybody know that we, this wasn't going to be like a – you know they weren't going to be passing on every down. He, he tried to what? bring it. He tried to bring it back in a balanced offense and things of that nature. But let's be real. That's what he was talking about. Is what people are hoping to see uh, that has been missing from the program in, uh, for quite some time in terms of being able to show uh, a little creativity on offense a little bit. Well, one thing, if he could take it back to the Air Coriel days, oh, which boy. was uh, games that were mostly played at Aztec Bowl. Which, uh, do you even know is what that, that a bowling is? Alley? Alley? No, Aztec Bowl. It was on campus. Is on a, campus. A bowling it's, alley was on campus? This no, is amazing. No, no. It's no. a bowl. <laughs> it was in the shape of a bowl. It's it was ri- a football stadium. Now, Viejas, Viejas Arena yeah. sits in there. It sits in ah, half of it. That's yeah. cool. It's right in the. Uh, I'm being Azte- serious. Yeah, that's where the football team used to play, right in there. And uh, then uh, they moved over to San Diego Stadium. But uh, with Coriel, that was the hottest ticket anywhere was an Aztec football ticket. And it really hasn't been that way since Coriel left. I mean, frankly. So, I mean, that's a long time ago. But it's nice to reference those things, get some of the old-time Aztecs thinking along those lines. Again, uh, he did his homework. He this yeah, was, right. He, yeah, he, he's he, not just coming in here just, without any idea what the history is like. He, he did his homework, and he did it in a span of, like, 48 hours. I mean, I don't know how long the Aztecs have been talking to him, but... It certainly has come to light for us in the last 48 hours. And yeah. to me, it's clear that he put some thought into what he was going to say, and he and he tied in some history, letting us know, hey, I'm paying attention to what you guys have done here at some point. Right. And I think that's, I think that's a very, very positive thing. Lastly, uh, Coach Don Lewis talked about the three characteristics of this program while he's at the head. It really comes down to, to three simple things for me and for our program that I believe victory grows through alignment and unity, that we know who we are, we know who we're going to be, and we're going to do that collectively together in alignment and through strength so that we can have deep relationships that start with building up our people, that, that grow to building up those relationships so that we have bonds that when tested will not be broken, that there will be a brotherhood, there will be a connection, and there will be a family-like atmosphere to our organization that will be able to withstand any storm that comes and all the greatnesses that are going to come, right? Because we're going to achieve great things, and we know that when great things are achieved, that great opportunities present themselves. There's also adversities that meet and mirror those opportunities. So we need to be emotionally, mentally, and physically resilient and have true grit about our program. I'm ready to run through. uh, Right? You guys see what I was so excited about now? Yeah, Yeah, he's excited. That's that's good. That's good stuff right there. It is. Uh, And, you know. Uh, obviously, you'll we'll have to wait to see how it unfolds on the field. Of course, his first test will actually come before they ever play a game, and that's the portal. That's yep. 
the the first recruiting. Bring uh, those kids from Colorado with you. <laughs> We're gonna have to ask ones, Kirk about not, that. See if he knows anything about. Well, I mean that's gonna that's gonna because we talked about the sizzle and uh, the name Sean Lewis isn't the sizzle, but you bring a couple of you know top ten recruits that sizzle in to play quarterback. That's gonna get everybody's attention. And it's heaven in a piece of meat. Right. Yeah. But you're talking about sizzle, piece of meat, heaven. Yeah, you? okay. you're so funny. You missed, you missed your your ability to connect things <laughs> is uh, just you, well, beyond reproach. This is how my braid works. You said sizzle. I thought about fajitas at Chevy's coming on a plate sizzling. Nice. So see. then I thought. It's heaven in a piece of meat. Yeah. Are you really going to be doing that, Diane? <laughs> yes, with this yes, kind I of am. thinking, yeah, yes, gonna, yes, you're I gonna, am. You're gonna have to change that going to be trying the diet <laughs> yeah. that I went on over I, the summer. I listened to Scre- Skinny Crisello for so long. I need yeah. to become Skinny Matt Scraby. You're gonna, gonna have to, buddy, because if you're thinking about those type of thoughts, you ain't gonna make it very long. I, I'm gonna make it. I, I was looking through the book if last you, night. If you listen to the word sizzle and you immediately <laughs> think of steak from Chevy's, fajitas at Chevy's. You're gonna have a tough go of it, Chris. My when he was when he was getting to skinny Chris, I would come in here with food. Some of it, sometimes good, sometimes bad, and I never. First time we've been doing the show, never saw his eyes peek above that computer screen. Because he can't right. let it happen. He didn't. Yeah. He, didn't he knew. Didn't like, want to tempt myself. I don't want to tempt myself. No, oh, Chris. Only in the breaks <laughs> he he went through. Chris. No, we went through. Um, Different countdowns of the best burgers and like best blueberry pies. I would look, at, you look at pictures. On I would the look computer. at pictures of stuff on the computer. I would that look I could over not at Homer eat. Simpson's drooling over there. Oh. Yeah, I couldn't eat the stuff, but I could look at pictures. You may have to resort to that yourself, Scraby. I am yeah. looking up best fast food burgers. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to resort to that. I'm going down the SD fat loss uh, path, and I Tony to help me because Tony forces me to eat with him when he doesn't want to eat bad by himself. I, so, I'm, Chris, I'm, you're now in. To that <laughs> I will do a better job. I will do what I can to help you, Scraby. I'm rooting for you, man. Thank you. Thank I know you. one thing: the SD fat loss thing works, and you're going to feel great when you when you make it. Hold on, I got so. something from Brock on the stream about uh, SDSU Bowl. Or is it Aztec Bowl? Aztec, Aztec Bowl. I said, tell Chris I saw the L.A. Cosmos play in the old SDSU Bowl in the early 70s and watch Pele play. Wow. And then he said he might, meaning you, remember that. Uh, I don't remember that because it would have been the New York Cosmos. Uh, that was the uh, soccer team that Pele played on. But, yeah, I know that I played a lot of fraternity flag football games in Aztec Bowl before they built cool. Viejas Arena on there. It's a I'm a big venerable fan. old stadium. That'd be probably. I mean, it, it could never happen on our campus because the campus is already tight, built up. But I mean, to have a football stadium on your campus, it was right there, that's right in the middle of sweet, campus. Right? Yeah, I mean, nobody you couldn't get in there to see Coriel's teams play back in the in the. Well, it's a long time ago now, though. How long ago was that? Sixties. I mean, nineteen wow. sixties. I think that they started playing at San Diego Stadium in the late nineteen sixties. So. I mean, you got to go way back for that Aztec Bull. Yeah. We'll bring Nick Canapon. He'll share some recollections one day. All right, let's uh, let's get to break. We got more on Sean Lewis, the new Aztec head coach. We'll be joined by Kirk Kenny of the San Diego Union Tribune. More going to Chris on the way. 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Time we welcome you back to Gwen and Chris on a Wednesday afternoon. You can watch the show streamed on the uh, YouTube there. Uh, just uh, search for uh, 97.3 The Fan. You can watch us at work. Uh, it is Chris Ello, it is Tony Gwynn Jr., it is Matt Scraby, and uh, we're here till 6 o'clock on uh, San Diego's number one sports talk station. That being 97.3 The Fan, Kirk Kenny from the San Diego Union Tribune is going to join us shortly, talk a little bit more about the New head football coach at San Diego State, Sean Lewis, who was introduced today. Um, Did you guys see this? 20% of all college football players now on FBS rosters are transfers. That's one in every five players is a transfer now. That's crazy. That is nuts. Uh, Five years ago, 6% were transfers. So the number has grown from 6% to 20% in a matter of four or five seasons. And, of course, that's because guys don't have to sit out a year. They have the freedom to uh, navigate the college football landscape, or the freedom in all sports to do that. And, it's you know, it, it's it's actually quite easy to do, too. I was, I was down on campus today talking to uh, – Dr. Bree White, who's one of the compliance officers, I love she, Dr. Bree White. She, she was she's she, wonderful. She's woman. awesome. She was telling wonderful lady. She was telling me how you know basically it's it kind of taking all the work out for them when they get a transfer because it's just really matching up mm-hmm. what credits work, what credits don't, and a lot of times you may have to change your major. But usually, if a kid or uh, or you know a young lady or young woman or young man is transferring. They they are transferring to play, and so they're willing to to change their major to whatever it is at said school. But it seems like it's a lot easier than it used to be when you had to transfer. Yeah, just ask uh, the University of Colorado, where Sean Lewis uh, is from. They had seventy percent of their players last year were transfers. Now, I wouldn't expect anything close to that at San Diego State, but yeah, I'm going to no. expect that there's going to be some. There's going to be some, and hopefully that can uh, turn this uh, the fortunes of this football program around. I'm about to get Sean quicker Coach rather Sean, than later. I'm about to get uh, Coach Sean Lewis's a uh, gamer tag. He's uh, apparently he's a gamer. He's he's helped seal some recruits that way. I don't know if it's Madden. What it could be? Uh, what's Call of Duty is another popular one. Oh yeah. man, I just got a PS5 and oh. I've been trying real. What do you hard. do in Call of Duty? Just run around and try to kill as many people as possible. <laughs> well, no, well, is that basically well, either the theme the, of the two, game? You do two things. One's There's a, two one, modes. One's two a, modes. One's called campaign mode, where one you is, have a story. One is kill them. One is hurt them really, really bad. <laughs> one is called campaign mode. I'm trying to explain this to you. <laughs> and it's where you go through a story. Like they they write a whole story. It's kind of like a movie at these, this point how these games look and you're just a part of the movie and then you also have the online version of the game that's where you're trying to take out folks i don't i'm so bad at playing online it take i i I spawn is what they call it spawning 
and then 15 seconds later, I'm dead. Spawning? What are you, a fish? No, that's what they call it when you're <laughs> in a you, game. You spawn. You just come out of nowhere yeah, and land. Yeah, you just are born into hey, the world. Chris, let me tell you, my ga- my days of Call of Duty ended when I couldn't stop being this guy who was in the corner, like, <laughs> pointing his gun at the ceiling. <laughs> Trying just to find just, someone. Just, can't, just stuck in a corner. You know what? You know what really bothers me? Because I got this like free pass or whatever, and so I was playing it the other day. And, and, and then when you hear the kids on the other end being like, man, you stink. <laughs> Who so, are you? Get so, out of here. It's so discouraging. You never, like, you never play uh, online ever again. It's like that. a 15-year-old talking trash to me right now. <laughs> All right, Kirk's ready. <laughs> right. Let's talk a little trash with Kirk Kenny. Uh, he joins us from the San Diego Union-Tribune. I, I don't know that Kirk plays these Call of Duty games because he likes black and white television more than he likes. Yes. He Hit does. Video games. Yes, he does. How are you, Kirk Kenny? Good to have you on the program as always. I have a Call of Duty every morning. Okay. All right. When I go to when I go to work. Yes, oh, I'm okay. sure that's what is. you're referring to. <laughs> All right. The show is headed down a dangerous path. No, let's, no, no. Let's try to bring it back. No. Uh, Kirk, I was working this morning. I was. Now nah, you were out there uh, getting it done, getting it done. All right. What are your first thoughts of Sean Lewis, Kirk? Uh, having got a chance to be at the press conference today, I imagine a chance to chat with him a little bit. Well, first off, I think everybody looks up to him. He's tall. tall. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's tall, and I think he immediately commanded the room. Uh, he came out with high energy and talking and saying everything that people would want to hear about the future of Seneca State football. Big theme was about the offense and, uh, you know, dropped in some Don Coriel references. And I think, you know, the first impression was very good. Kirk, I, I was down uh, there a little bit after the, the press conference and the words sounded like, uh, at least from the player's standpoint, that they they seem to be on board and, and pretty happy, at least with the first meeting they had. I mean, you talked about him commanding the room. Um, have, have you been able to, to, to speak to any of the players in terms of what their, what their thoughts are? I have not spoken to anyone yet. I haven't had that chance, but I will say I saw on Twitter not maybe 10 minutes before they introduced him, their top offensive lineman, Cade Bennett, announced he's going in the portal. So oh, that's yeah. the day and age in which we live now. Speaking of that, do you think Sean Lewis has in mind to try to bring some of these uh, these recruits that left Colorado towards San Diego State? I mean, that seems like it would be a huge get and a and kind of a marquee thing if he's able to get one of these uh, high-profile prospects to come uh, come our way. He wouldn't go into specifics like that right now. The main thing he said is first was talking to his team, uh, current team and players, and seeing where everybody stands there. Uh, then he'll find out, you know, where everything stands and see w- about going into the portal for uh, other needs that they have going forward. Also, uh, signing day is coming up in about three or four weeks, so that'll be a big part of his focus as well. Yeah, I mean, w- was there a timeline on getting this done, Kirk? Because obviously you, you mentioned signing day. You, obviously the portal is something that's always active. Did, was it important for the Aztecs to get this done as when they got it done? I think very much so. I think J.D. Wicker bought him some, himself some time when he said mid-December, but I think you know that would have been too late with the signing day starting the 20th. The portal opens Monday, and uh, you know I don't think guys are going to immediately sign with another team the day after that. But you you want to be able to hit the ground running. You want to be able to you know kind of assemble your staff and be able to have some of those guys 
uh, out there touching base with the current recruits and the guys that they're looking for. Um, so, yeah, time is of the essence. They're on the clock. Kirk, uh, how much do we know about the process that uh, led J.D. Wicker to uh, settling on uh, Sean Lewis? And uh, we, we know that he interviewed Tony White, uh, the defensive coordinator from Nebraska, many other names. Um, Sean Lewis, what, what, what do we think drew J.D. Wicker to him? Uh, one thing he mentioned today, and I mean, I think all ADs have in their back pocket a list of some names, and he made it sound as if that Sean's name was already on that list in his back pocket. And uh, I guess, you know, paying attention to what he had done at Kent State be- before he even got to Colorado. Uh, as far as the process, I think uh, they uh, were able to interview a lot of candidates. One thing J.D. said also was that uh, the beauty of Zoom now is he was out, I think, on Thanksgiving uh, seeing family out of state and was able to still do some get some interviews done over Zoom while they were, you know, technically on Thanksgiving vacation. Kirk Kenny joins us here, Union Tribune, and, and Kirk – you talked about the theme being uh, the offense. I mean, we've seen a few games. I mean, three or four games obviously stand out from, from this year watching Colorado. But did did he get into any specifics on, on what this offense would look like? Uh, a little bit. He uh, And, I, you know, also point to Kent State where uh, in 2021 he, they were very impressive, both passing and and uh, rushing were over at 3,000 yards, which were school records. So they, and they showed tremendous balance. Um, but it's going to be up-tempo. Uh, I think he's used the word hyper and uh, go, go, go. So, uh, you know, it's doing a lot of things, um, seeing where they can be most effective. Obviously, we're all talking about the passing, but he's, he's definitely not uh, ditching the run. He talked a lot about, you know, everybody go out and get your tickets. Make sure you come see this team. We're going to be exciting. Uh, he made a call out to former Charger fans, said, hey, you want a football team to root for? Join the Aztecs. Do you think he really realizes how difficult it has been at San Diego State to get the kind of fan base following that they've been dying for? I don't think he has an understanding of that so much, but I don't think he's going to worry about that either. I got the sense that he really wants to be a salesman for this program get out in the community and really try and energize the fan base. I mean, it, did it did it stand out to you? I mean, you you've you've seen a lot of these these press conferences and you know, just listening to to Sean today, I, it, and Chris and I talked about it a little bit in the beginning of the show. It stood out to me that it seemed like he did his homework about at least a little bit of uh who has come before him. You mentioned the the Don Coriel part. Is that the norm? I don't. I, I don't. I don't. Can't recall that being something that came up previously from other coaches. Yeah, I think he he was able to drop a few references uh, talking about the defense as well, um, and some of the other things that the program has been known for through the years. So, and but you know, he seemed pretty savvy. I and I think a lot of it. I think also he was talking from his heart. He kind of got emotional when he book about his wife and her being there for for him through the journey. Um, so, you know, his initial uh, impression to me was of a guy who is high energy and is going to really try and get out there and, and uh, really try and um, connect with the fan base and uh, make it an exciting team for them to come and watch. Was there any reference to what uh, what happened at Colorado, Kirk? I mean, uh, he was the offensive coordinator. They're going to have to a great start this year. Things started to fade a little bit. Uh, he wasn't calling plays, I don't think, at the end of that run in Colorado. Uh, is there any concern about you know what happened at the tail end with the Buffaloes? 
No, and he, I mean, he wasn't going to go into specifics about what went south right. with all of that, but, um, and I don't think there was any hesitancy on obviously San Diego State's part of how that all went down. Um, in fact, if you look at the numbers, they were more uh, productive when he was the play caller than thereafter when it went to Pat Schumer. So um, I think, you know, if you look at that Colorado situation, I think especially as more and more things come out, we'll see that there were good things and bad things that happened up there. And I think uh, moving him off that role was maybe one of the bad things. Well, Kirk, listen, I, I think um, at least listening today, it, it certainly seemed like uh, this is a coach that is uh, pretty excited to have the job. Not that any coach wouldn't, but you, you mentioned that the energy he spoke with today it just felt different today. It didn't, and that doesn't mean it's going to translate to wins. But certainly, in your first introduction to San Diego, I don't know that he could have done a better job. Yeah, I feel like he struck all the right notes for his first day. Well, Saturday, September seventh, guys. That's the day to actually circle on the calendar. Washington State Cougars will be his first opponent at Snapdragon Stadium. Kirk, thanks for the time as always. Thanks for all of your asks and uh, continue the good work, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. There he goes, Kirk Kenny from the San Diego Union Tribune on Sean Lewis, the 37-year-old head coach of the San Diego State football team. Their non-conference games, by the way, next year are Washington State, Cal, that's on the road, and then Central Michigan. They're going to play them on the road as well before they get into whatever it is they're going to call the conference play next season. I don't know if they can – so Washington State's already on their schedule. Are they going to try to work Oregon State in next year, or do we think we're going to have to wait another year before they get them in? I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. I, 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 it's I a little probably, confusing It seems right like now. it would be kind of quick for that to happen, but, right. I mean, I guess – I guess it still could happen. Yeah, I'm sure they'll have some uh, some open. They probably have an open date. I mean, they only have three non-conference games scheduled right now, so that tells me there's one opening for San Diego State the, uh, uh, next year. The stream. Tommy has a, he had a question. He he's basically saying it's a little bit longer, but he he says I would like to see a Big Ten team or a Big Twelve team or even an SEC or ACC team come to one of these Mountain West schools of elevation and see how they do at four, five, six, or seven thousand feet. You know, I would too, actually. Well, it's an interesting uh, point that Tommy's making. I brought it up many, many times. But oh, this is the first time I've ever heard of it. Nobody's listening to me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> the Mountain West Conference is a tough place for teams to play, and the travel in this conference is unlike any other conference. And yeah. you know, when you talk about the SEC, those teams don't go out of their time zone to play, and they don't have to change. They don't have to right elevation. ACC, same thing. Well, now, though, I guess the ACC teams will have to because they'll go to Cal and Stanford as long as that lasts. But ACC and Big Ten will have to travel Yeah, west it's going to be quite bit. a bit more travel. But you, you can never get one of those schools to come out here. I mean, I don't think an SEC team more than once or twice has ever even played on the West Coast in the last – the last I, time I, I think I, I think can't Auburn think of, came out here and played LSU maybe came out and played UCLA a couple of years ago but very rarely Alabama might have played USC doesn't happen much that was at, that was in that was in Dallas that was oh, like that was neutral, in Dallas neutral, right, site. neutral site yeah I remember SC going to Auburn back in you know 
my days of college back in the day. But yeah, it doesn't happen that, much. SEC doesn't usually do that. Did San Diego yeah. State ever? They didn't get Ohio State to come here ever, right? No, they went to. Ohio they played State. there. Yeah. They, they played at Michigan. Michigan. Yeah, they didn't yeah. get Michigan to come here either. The one school that did come out here once many years ago is Oklahoma. Hmm. And the Essex actually beat them here. You know Miami came out really? here too back in the day. Yeah, Miami used to come out and they used to play Miami quite a bit before the Hurricanes got national championship good. good yeah. But um yeah, the Essex have had their share of games against those those kinds of opponents, but 99% of those games have been on the road. You know, you go to Michigan, they give you they write you a check for a bunch of money. You lose and you fly home. That's <laughs> pretty much how that works. And you yeah. fly home. <laughs> yeah, but you have the money, so you get the money. So that's goes a long how, way. Yeah. It yeah. does go a long way. way. All right, good to have Kirk on. Uh, we have uh, plenty of stuff still to come on the program. We have our daily gambit around the corner. Scraper, did you not make any parlay bets last night? I did not. I didn't, All right, I, good. So you didn't lose any I, money. I, I will tell you guys after I made my tequila statement, mm-hmm. I got like four texts from Mark, oh really Mark Grant. <laughs> oh, Mudcat, who uh, wanted to let me remind me that it's odd that I like tequila because I typically get a margarita when I'm on the plane, the team charter. You get a margarita? Do you really? Yeah, you man. drink and fly? Yeah, that's how you go to sleep faster. I not see. Not Wait, with the flight. I didn't know margarita. you drank and fly. Yeah, Is man. it? I'm assuming it's out of the can like you get it. Is it like a cup? Or do they have a bar? Do they actually have a bartender on no, board? They don't have a bartender, but right. you know you got to make it yourself. But they have the you got to make it yourself. They got the ingredients. So they have for the it. little shot bottle, and then they have like the margarita mix. Margarita. Or do they mix. have a big uh-huh. bottle of Cuervo just sitting out there? It, it's, they got something in there. It's Cuervo. It could be. <laughs> do you have to pay for these? No. Oh wow. my goodness, Scraby! You would... and I got to get in the major Man, league somehow. I'm going to start drinking if that's the case. This traveling with the Aztecs is not quite the same. I uh, one time on a plane. I'm revealing way too much about me, but one time on a plane, I was refused alcohol. And was, one was time this, was only? this in your? This that's was in, your, your, yes, your was in my drinking age? days. Yes, I wasn't doing anything wrong. I usually just got on the plane, watched a movie, and just drank. <laughs> and so I'm on the plane, and I asked the the woman for another. Uh, glass of Merlot. How, how much was this? How many glasses was this? This stuff? was the fourth glass. Okay. Yeah, and um, she said... They said no, huh? They did say no. They said, really? sir, you've already had over your limit. And I'm like, oh, come on. Just one more, right? I'll even tip you. <laughs> yeah. I'll even tip you. She's did like, you really no. try to con your way into it? Uh, when you tell an alcoholic in the heat of alcoholism no... They're I'm going to try right. anything possible to get her to give me a Merlot, but, but she you didn't. You didn't act up though. After you just sat down. No, and, no, I'm yeah. not. I'm not one of those people. I just like to be in my own little world. world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can see that. Scraby no longer imbibes. You no, know, it's almost We're seven years actually. December fifth, but that's right. December fifth uh, coming, coming up next up. week. I think hey. it's next Tuesday. But the reason I tell those Good stories just to let everybody know is because I, I do get messages from people saying that it helps them to hear stories like that. So I don't just offer up those stories because I'm a crazy person. There is a reason I tell people why I almost got kicked off a plane. Yeah, if, if you listen to our show, you, you probably know those reasons. And that's because Scraby is actually helping a lot of people. I am. So there's that. <laughs> All right. And with that said. And speaking of big time schools coming out to San Diego, I'm looking at future future schedules. I think I know where you're going. 2029, the Aztecs are supposed to host Oklahoma. Here we go. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 